<laughs> oh, there it goes. Okay. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of the Health in the 34th podcast. My name is Lacey Kennett. I am the Director of Communications for the Alliance for a Healthy Kansas. This is our very first podcast and we are very excited to be here. Yes, and I'm Marissa with the Alliance for Healthy Kansas as well. I'm the story banker for the Alliance and we are here with our first guest, April Holman. Hi, I'm April Holman. Hello, April. Hello. I'm the executive director of the Alliance for a Healthy Kansas, and I'm so excited about this podcast and the ability to share more about what's happening with health in Kansas, the 34th state. All right, perfect. We're so happy to have you here with us, April. So let's get into it. Uh, For those who don't know the Alliance, can you just give us an overview of who we are and what we do? Sure. So the Alliance for a Healthy Kansas is a 501c3 initiative um, that's geared towards increasing access to affordable health care through um, enacting CanCare expansion. We have a statewide coalition of about 127 different organizations that have all come together to advocate for this one a very important issue in our state. So we, um, in addition to expansion, um, the Alliance really encourages people and organizations to promote policies that ensure everyone has the opportunity to attain the highest level of health in our state. Um, Although our primary policy goal is kin care expansion, there are a lot of things related to that that we also care about deeply. And we do our work with a cohesive, integrated approach that includes community engagement, communications, and lobbying. Um, Because we're a nonprofit, we don't support or endorse any political parties or candidates. So we're really just focused at the policy level. Perfect. Well, when we talk about Medicaid expansion, we frequently hear about and talk about people in the coverage gap. Uh, which that means people who make too much money to qualify for Medicaid, but too little to qualify for financial assistance um, in the health insurance marketplace. Can you give us an idea of who in Kansas falls in the gap? Who are we talking about? What 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 does that group look like? Well, first of all, we think that there are about 150,000 Kansans who fall into the coverage gap based on the estimate from um, the Kansas Department for Health and Environment. And really, Kansas has some of the most strict eligibility requirements for our Medicaid program called CanCare. A single parent with two children won't qualify for coverage if he or she makes more than about $8,750 a year. Per year? Per year. So you can see that there are really not that many people who qualify now um, because that limit is so low, but there's a lot of need out there. Most of the people who fall into the coverage gap work uh, themselves or are in a working family. And the industries that we see most affected are the service industry, construction, retail, people who are really crucial to our economy, but make a lower wage and in industries less likely to offer affordable health insurance. We also see that people of color are more likely to be uninsured in Kansas um, and in the coverage gap, um, as well as nationally. Wow. 
Thank you so much for that um, overview. I, I'm curious more about the history of can care expansion. We know that the beginnings of can care expansion started with the Affordable Care Act and that the first states to expand did so in 2014. What has the landscape in Kansas looked like since then? Um, well, we had our first big break um, in can care expansion in 2017. An expansion bill passed in both the Kansas Senate and House, but then Governor um, Sam Brownback vetoed the bill. And we came close, but fell three votes short of a veto override uh, back in that year. And that's still the closest we've come to passing expansion. Um, we have had some hopeful moments since then. In 2020, there was a bipartisan bill that was introduced. And unfortunately, the COVID-19 pandemic cut that legislative session short. And uh, we were not successful in getting expansion through that year. Um, we've had bills introduced every year, and some years they pass through committees or through one chamber of the legislature, but inevitably they've all ended up um, getting stopped really by um, political wrangling and not really opposition specifically to the policy. So it it we have all of that history here. It sure seems like, though, Kansas is getting left behind, right? So all of our surrounding states have already expanded their Medicaid programs, including Oklahoma and Missouri, who did so recently through a ballot initiative. I think Nebraska also did through a ballot initiative. So what do you see as the path forward for can care expansion in Kansas? Unfortunately, we don't have the option in our state to have a ballot initiative. Um, the Kansas co Constitution does not um, allow for initiative and referendum in the same way that our neighboring states' um, constitutions do. So um, that is not an option for us. Otherwise, based on the popularity of expansion, we feel very confident that it would pass if we could do a ballot initiative like our neighbors. So, um, the only way we can get expansion passed is through action in the Kansas legislature. And the best way for us to see expansion passed is to create a movement so loud and so strong that our legislative leaders can't ignore us. It's really going to take all of us making noise and demanding action for it to happen. Yeah. Let's do it. Absolutely. Uh, so can we talk more about the benefits that expansion would bring to Kansans and our state as a whole? If I'm listening to this and I already have health insurance or I'm not currently in the coverage gap, why would Kansas care expansion make a difference in my life? Yeah, that's a that's a really good question. It does impact all of us. So if we were to expand, it would um, end up reducing health care costs for everyone. It would lower uncompensated care costs and untreated physical and mental health needs would also be reduced. It would protect Kansans from medical debt. Almost half of Kansans are affected by medical debt, by the way. Um, it would preserve and strengthen rural health care and the communities they serve and ensure rural Kansans get the health care they need while boosting their local economies. 
And it would also make Kansas more economically competitive. We see, especially in our border communities, a real problem in healthcare, um, where the workforce is being lured across state borders where, with higher pay um, because they have less uncompensated care on the other side of the border. So it's becoming increasingly difficult for our hospitals and other healthcare providers to be able to keep their qualified um, staff and clinical staff. It's also, um, you know, overall a competitive disadvantage because um, particularly in rural areas, without a full service hospital, it's difficult for communities to attract new businesses and even to keep the businesses that they already have. So where we see rural hospitals being financially precarious in part, not in, to, in full, but in part because they we don't have expansion here. Um, it really hurts the communities that are trying to bring in the new business and being able to keep the businesses that they have. So all too often we see that we are being left behind in Kansas as our neighboring states are really able to take advantage of the a prosperity that comes from expansion and just move forward full steam. Um, you mentioned uh, uncompensated care costs. Can you explain what those are for our listeners who don't know real quick? Sure. I think the thing we have to remember is that just because you don't have health insurance doesn't mean you don't get sick. And so when people go to a hospital or other healthcare provider and get those services and then don't have uh, healthcare coverage to help pay for it, um, a lot of times that ends up with an uncompensated care or a bill that can't be paid. And the provider or hospital has to write those costs off. All too often, that means that they have to raise prices in other areas to make up the deficit. And that's where we see that having expansion, even though it might not impact people directly, it definitely has an indirect impact on costs for all of us in healthcare. Yeah, I think that probably most of us and the people listening um, have experienced a high medical bill at some point. So I think this question kind of has a little bit for all of us to talk about, um, but we'll start with you, April. We talk about the Alliance and, and people who are listening, they say, yeah, you know, I agree with that mission and goal. I want to get involved. Um, how can people get involved? Um, yeah, so we have activities that are happening all across the state. Right now we're working on something called the Walk with the Gap Challenge, and we are attempting to walk the perimeter, virtually walk the perimeter of the state of Kansas, which is a little over 1,200 miles, um, and really represents the fact that all of our neighbors have expansion. So the idea is that you go out and walk and then log your miles um, and uh, hopefully as a group together, we will be able to make it at least one time, if not multiple times around the state of Kansas. So you can participate in that. We also have some group walks that are happening where groups of people who are interested in communities across the state are getting together, talking about expansion and ways that they can make a difference and, and having that walk together and then logging their miles. So I would encourage you to go onto our website, which is www.expandcancare.com. Um, under our events tab, you can see where these local walks are happening. There's also the Healthy Kansas 
advocacy community, which is a peer-to-peer group of advocates who really care deeply about um, this issue and are working together to try and find new and innovative ways to make it happen. That um, group meets regularly um, at least once a month, if not multiple times a month. And you can also find the link to those meetings on our website. Those are virtual. So it's pretty easy for people, um, no matter where they're located in the state, to be able to participate. Uh, And then, you know, uh, there's just a lot of power in talking to people, talking to your neighbors about the need for expansion, talking to policymakers about why it's important to you and why it's important to your community. There will be for sure time during the legislative session to lobby about this, either um, indirectly by coming to the state house and participating in a rally for expansion or by reaching out to your individual represented officials to let them know how important it is to you and to really ask them not just to vote for it if it gets to the floor in the form of a bill, but to help make it happen, however that might be during the 2023 legislative session. I love that ask. How can you help us make it happen? That's great. (laughs) Uh, what about you, Marissa? What have, what are you got going on at the Alliance? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I, as a storymaker, I work on storytelling. And so what that encompasses is we look for Kansans who are falling in that coverage gap, that 150,000 Kansans that April was talking about. And what we do is we um, try to get at the heart of what they're experiencing while living in the coverage gap and not having health insurance. What are the things that they're struggling with? What are the things that they need? And, you know, really the big picture is how can expansion help them in that moment? Storytelling is just a really cool way to put your voice out there. So if you are one of those Kansans who falls in the coverage gap, it's an opportunity for you to advocate for yourself and advocate for not only um, not only yourself, but for everyone else that also falls in the coverage gap as well. And storytelling isn't just for those in the coverage gap. We've had a lot of other storytellers who um, have family members or friends or colleagues who fall in the coverage gap who advocate on behalf of them. Um, And we've also had storytellers who work with those in the coverage gap. So faith leaders, nurses, doctors, um, social service organizations and other nonprofits. And putting their stories out there is going to be a way to get individuals involved in the in the movement and make them realize, you know, there's an issue that we all have to um, advocate for and uh, talk to our legislators about. Yeah, it sounds like. Uh, you work with people so that the consumer can have a voice in policy. It's, you know, it's one of those things that can be kind of scary when you're talking about these situations. They're also very personal things that you're talking about. Um, and so having another person who can help um, kind of build build their story in a way that's going to be effective towards their legislator or maybe towards the person in the media is a really helpful tool. And what the storytelling um, is kind of designed is to get you from, you know, just telling your story to me and working towards telling your story to everyone who will listen. And I bet there's so many different ways that we use those stories. Yeah, absolutely. We use those stories in a ton of different ways. I've told this to many different people on how we can get their um, get their story out there. But really, it starts off with just doing a short interview with me about, you know, 15, 20 minutes and just figuring out what what you would like to tell on your story. And then from there, we figure out what are you comfortable with moving forward when it comes to sharing your story. Um, so sometimes we have had storytellers who are really interested in wanting to 
to put their stories out on social media and on our website. We've also had storytellers who want to learn more on how to talk with the media effectively. We've had a few individuals who have done that in the past. We have also had storytellers who are, you know, they they're very private about their stories, but they're willing to advocate with their legislators and advocate um, on behalf of others with their legislators. And then a few other options that are really cool. Uh, in the past, we've done podcasts just like this one with storytellers. Instead of like putting their faces out there or putting their pictures out there, going on video or anything like that, they're able to tell their story from their own voice. And that is a really powerful tool as well. Like I said, we've also done videos um, in the past of storytellers. Um, and we share those out over a lot of our different social media channels as well. It's really exciting. That was a great segue to what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> okay. at, at the very basic, if you want to stay up to date and you want to get more information and you, you maybe you don't have a lot of experience in advocating, the easiest thing and the best way to stay up to date would be to join our email list, which expandcancare.com. Um, I think... <laughs> Just about any page you go on on that website, it gives you the option to sign up for our email list. So that is really just the most basic thing you can do. We'll send emails a couple times a week to your inbox, keeping you up to date on what's going on. Um, social media is, you know, ubiquitous. It's everywhere. So you can find us just about everywhere. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We are on TikTok and we are on Instagram. So come find us. Uh, most handles, it is at expandcancare. Just on TikTok, it's a little different. We are Alliance for Healthy KS. And, you know, if you want to be even more involved in that and you uh, like to write, you can write a letter to the editor or even an op-ed for your local newspaper or publication. And we are here if you need any sort of, uh, you know, technical assistance. Lots and lots of ways people can get involved, right? Absolutely. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) A little something for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, April, I want to get a little bit more into um, you as our guest on our podcast today. Um, I know that uh, recent research has showed that 78% of Kansans are supporting, uh, are in support of CanCare expansion. Um, and so that's about 8 in 10 Kansans. So I'm wondering, uh, why are you one of the 8 in 10 Kansans who supports CanCare expansion? Um, Marissa, I became one of the 8 and 10 Kansans who support expansion uh, because I benefited from having health insurance myself at a time when I really needed it. I'm a cancer survivor, and when I was diagnosed with cancer, I was fortunate to have coverage through my husband's work. Um, What we know is that for people who are diagnosed with cancer, when they don't have healthcare coverage, their survival rates are cut by 50%, which is really shocking to me. Wow, yeah. Yeah. Um, So really, I came to be one of the supporters um, out of a sense of gratitude and a sense of wanting everyone to have the same benefit that I had. Um, It's really more than a job for me. This is really something that I believe in um, very deeply. And I think that it's something that's going to make an enormous difference to people in our state, particularly people who are holding off getting the care and treatment that they need um, because they know that they're not going to be able to pay the bill. Well, April, thank you so much for being the first guest on the Health in the 34th podcast. Yay. Yay. Um, I'm sure you'll be on again soon. 
since you're the executive director. <laughs> Call me back anytime. <laughs> uh, Marissa, can you tell us what does the future of this podcast look like? What are what are we doing in future episodes and whatnot? Yeah, absolutely. The future is going to be really, really, really great. I'm really excited. So um, our next episode will feature our advocacy specialist, Taylor Morton, to talk about how to get involved in advocacy work, even if it isn't something you've ever done before. Future episodes will also include storytellers like those in the coverage gap, health care workers who work with those in the coverage gap, faith leaders, coalition partners, all sorts of individuals. We'll also include news and legislative updates as we have them on KinCare Expansion. Our episodes are going to be every other Wednesday. Um, this may change when the legislative session begins, but we will definitely keep you guys in the loop when that happens. Be sure to subscribe to get all episodes and leave us a review to help others find us. Let us know if you have questions or topics you want covered by emailing us at info at Right. And like I said earlier, you can find us on social media at Expand Can Care or uh, our website, expandcancare.com. Thank you so much for joining us this week. We'll see you again next time. Have a great week. Health in the 34th is a podcast from the Alliance for a Healthy Kansas. We hope you'll take a moment to subscribe and share our podcast with others. Episodes written, recorded, and edited by Marissa Alcantar and Lacey Kennett. Episodes available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join the movement and get involved on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. To find out more about the Alliance for a Healthy Kansas, visit us at expandcancare.com.